Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. Good evening, Simon. Uh, another very uh, sombre week in, in politics generally and uh, our focus and our thoughts still remain with the good people of Ukraine who are are putting up one hell of a fight that I don't think the Russians ever expected. Um, I- indeed, yes. It certainly um, certainly puts any, any problems that we've got um, in our lives um, into, into perspective, doesn't it? Um, but yes, wishing them all the best in their um, in their in their fight against the invasion by Putin. Um, and um, please don't forget to catch, if you haven't done already, our show from last week, uh, where we had on uh, Dr. Paul uh, Flenley from the University of Portsmouth, who is an expert in um, foreign relations and and uh, Russia. So um, some very insightful information from Paul last week um, that helped us understand a bit of the history and the geopolitics in the region but today from looking west we are focusing on yes looking much closer to home aren't we yes so uh we have have bravely traveled off the island and down the m27 um towards our our friends in the neighboring borough of Fareham. We, we have indeed. Um, so joining us this evening, um, in a second, um, hopefully, uh, Councillor Katrina Trott will be um, joining us uh, again. She's just having some technical issues, so hopefully she'll be back with us. But we've also got with, her, f- with us uh, from the Fairham Independence Group, um, candidate um, Jeannie Wigmore. Welcome, Jeannie. Hi. Hi, thank you very much for inviting me. You're welcome. And give me this opportunity to have a chat. Thank you very much. No, that would be lovely to to get yours and uh, hopefully Katrina's insights as she logs back in. So, um, as you're the man that 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 does the data, Simon, what 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 have you what have you done with your diligent research? So my diligent research or um, frantic googling, um, as it's otherwise known. Um, so uh, just to give some. Um, basic context. Um, so Fareham, obviously, um, a borough council to the um, to the west of Portsmouth. Um, and just to say that we did send invites to all of Fareham's sitting councillors um, and also to the major parties as well. And we had, um, we had a response uh, from the Conservative group, but unfortunately, they weren't able to field someone. Um, but thankfully, we had a we had a um, positive response uh, from Katrina, um, who's from the Liberal Democrats, um, and also uh, from Jeannie, um, who is um, a candidate for the for a second time candidate for the Fareham Independence Group. Um, and um, yes, we extended our Im- invitation um, to all of those involved. Um, Fareham Borough Council has thirty one councillors, twenty three Conservative, five Lib Dem, uh, three Independent. Um, the borough uh, council is mostly covering the mostly covers the fair and parliamentary constituency, um, but two of the wards um, actually are part of um, uh, sorry are part of the uh, the Gosport constituency. Uh, so both consti- parliamentary constituencies have only ever returned uh, Conservative MPs, uh, and both councils have large Conservative majorities. Fareham has a population of one hundred and sixteen thousand. Or so, and covers an area of uh, about twenty-four point six square miles. Um, so, comparing that to Portsmouth, which is uh, two hundred five thousand residents and f- um, and fifteen point five four square miles, um, you could see kind of the the bit of the difference there. Um, but yes, so uh, twenty-three Conservatives, five Lib Dems, three Independents, a um, a Conservative majority, uh, obviously with um, sixteen being the required councillors for a majority in Fareham. Marvellous. So if I can start with you, Jeannie, um, welcome. And uh, can you introduce yourself? Um, which party you represent, and um, what drew you into local politics? Yes, uh, thank you very much. Um, I am an independent candidate and independent means that I'm independent from any party. Um, There are several of us 
that form an actual group called Fairham Independent Group, FIG. Um, so, as I said, we're not a party. We haven't got a whip. We're not having anyone tell us how to toe the line. We represent each ward for, or our intention is to represent each ward individually because each ward has specific needs different from each other. But if there is a problem to do with the whole area, like housing, um, taxes, parking, things like that, then we will all pull together and try and help each other and support each other with that. But we're very much independent in our own right on that side of things. Um, what pulled me into politics, I'm not saying that I'm a political animal because I'm not. Um, I was a police officer for 32 years in Portsmouth, actually. So I'm fully aware of Portsmouth and the different problems that it's got down there. Um, but I'm also fair and born and bred. Um, at 64 years of age. And when I came back to Fairham in 2002, um, I then started taking notice of what was actually going on around the area and didn't really like the fact that um, the residents didn't have much say in what went on, that it was very much a lip service um, thing with, with the certain people that are in. Fairham is renowned to be conservative through and through. It has been since really time immemorial. Um, mm. But I also think that it needs a change. Um, and our aim is, if we were successful in getting in, obviously we're a new body, so it takes time to build things up. But our aim is to basically give the voice back to the people give the council back to the people and for them to have a say as to how their money, the taxpayers' money is spent in the area. Whereas at the moment, it seems that decisions are made. They then get given the opportunity to have their say, but it's like shutting the gate after the horse is bolted. And basically we're sick to death of being treated um, like with no voice at all. Um, the cat meetings that they have is very much stifled, that you're very limited on what you can say and how long you can say it for. And everybody is of the opinion that the mind is made up. So what's the point in having the meetings? It's just lip service. And if we get in, we hope to change that, basically. Marvellous. Uh, you've come across as, uh, as, as very motivated and a force to be reckoned with. So um, that's great. Have yeah, we got, um, have you, oh, carry on. Sorry. No, I, I stood last year. It was my first year of standing because I thought instead of sitting back and moaning about it, I'll do something about it and see about doing um, fighting from the inside, basically, to try and get a voice that way and put my money where my mouth is, so to speak. Yep. And as a non-starter and a newbie, um, I stood six weeks before the election, as did quite a few of the others, and um, I came second. So I sailed past the Green Party, the Labour, the Lib Dems, and, became, and came second, as did a few of the other people, like Jan Monday, Amy White. Um, so really, from nowhere, I thought we'd done pretty well um someone accused us of being a loser but i don't think so i think we're winners and we aim to try and strive forward and make a difference marvelous that's grand have has katrina reappeared um not yet i'm afraid um so while i just try to scrabble around and get hold of katrina um if i just I'm ask uh, genie the next question you're, you're stuck with me <laughs> <laughs> not a problem at all that's all right so um so um so for more of the um uh, so for more of the insular listeners who don't who don't know Ferrum, um so 
how would you describe it and what would you say is the is the town's identity um as i said i was born and bred here fairham itself used to be a very bright vibrant um town it had its animal market the market was the the centerpiece of it um you're surrounded like portsmouth you're surrounded with coasts um it's it is a beautiful area to actually live in you've got the countryside just a you know on your doorstep you've got links to london and other areas on your doorstep to europe via ferries etc um so you've got the the mixture of town countryside coastal and everything else but um over the years it's i appreciate things change and i appreciate things never stay the same however um, I'm all for change as long as it's for the better and not just change for change's sake. But there are a lot of people that I've spoken to and I speak with a, a fair amount of people via social media and in person that this town is basically getting stifled and it's just starting to sink. Um, with the cost of parking, they've now implemented new parking charges in the high street area where you've got... Um, small individual businesses and shops um that is now and that used to be free parking that is now of the 14th of this month going to be 20 minutes free so um and then pay for after after that so you've got to be a bit of an athlete to be able to go out and do anything in 20 minutes and if you're elderly or infirm that's just a no-go area and it's just a another stealth tax that they're implementing as long along with all the green waste and everything else stealth taxes having to buy bins pay for your bins to be emptied i appreciate that they will say it's trying to bring us back into in line with the rest of the country but there is mainly charity shops and coffee shops in an abundance in fairham there's nothing really to entertain people other than restaurants that it's it is just getting stifled and it's dying and the fact they've now also bought in coastal parking so you can't even now go to the beach or anything else for a bit of respite or a bit of time out with the family without having to pay um there's they've now bought in parking at porchester castle one of our main heritage sites where there's so much that gets done down there where they have concerts there's a lot of volunteers that do things but the current um conservatives in fair on borough council decided that we were going to have to have to pay for that because apparently there's been a bit of a shortfall um of of uh, revenue um but <laughs> which is okay if you're a councillor or fair and borough council worker because you get free parking because you get a car park permit so it doesn't cost them anything they don't have to dip their hands in their pockets so it's just joe soap the residents of fairham that have to um carry the brunt you know and and cost of living as you know with everything that's going on is rocketing um, wages aren't matching it and I think really that the current councillors that are in Fairham Borough Council, the Conservative Party, um, are doing a great disservice to the residents of Fairham and just, they're killing the town off. Just picking up on a couple um, of... You, sorry, so, just... It's picking up on a couple of things there because, yeah, full disclosure, yeah. I, I went to college in, in Fairham back in the very late 80s, early 90s. So I was a Fairham tertiary college lad. So I used to, you know, and, and at the time for me, Fairham was, was way ahead of the curve. You know, the Fairham shopping centre, that sort of American style indoor mall and i guess some of our younger listeners you know will be thinking well you know what about gun wharf and and um you know the village out the the, the back of fairham but at the time you know fairham was 
was a destination town in terms of the shopping experience and i guess my sort of question there is 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 you know do you feel like the loss of of that was inevitable or are there uh, have there been mistakes made along the way that have 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 seen that demise i think there's been mistakes made along the way the cost of um hiring these shops out um, some has been sold off to, uh, I can't remember the name of the group that own it, um, but at the same token, uh, token, as I said, the cost of parking, um, the people are now, and also a lot of money's been ploughed into Whiteley, mm. not just Gunwolf, but you've got Whiteley. Um, that's all been revamped and everything. And it just seems that now Fairham is just becoming um, a, a coffee shop stop, mm. a charity shop stop, um, and, and it's dying. And people who, with local traders, who um, basically are struggling to make ends meet especially with all the covid having to shut mm. up shop um some not entitled to furlough because it all depends how long they've been self-employed etc they are literally getting strangled by all these parking charges and everything else that is being implemented uh, and that's coming in you know i mean before with COVID especially, people used to go down to the beach. Uh, can you? St am, am I still with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So, I'm sorry, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, I don't know what's going on with my computer, but... Uh, you're, you're still coming through um, loud and clear. Yeah, with, with, with COVID, obviously you had got the countryside, you've got the, you've got the seaside... But but all of that now is um is is just being ruined. That's right. No, so um people are being driven away. Basically. So thank you ever so much there and, and Katrina, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, so I was just gonna so Good to, let's all take a nice deep breath, recenter our zen. I will continue to stroke my cat. And so, Katrina, welcome. Would you like to introduce yourself, which party you represent, and what got you into local politics? Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. I'm Katrina Trott, a proud Liberal Democrat. Um, I've had the honour to represent the people of Fairham East and the people of Fairham for 20 years this coming May. Um, what brought me up into politics was I was brought up to believe that we should treat everyone as we would wish to be treated ourselves and do our be best to make the world a better place for everyone. I have voted Labour, uh, sorry, Liberal or Liberal Democrat most of my life, <laughs> believing in their fundamental values of liberty, equality and community. I became active as a Liberal Democrat when my sons grew up, so I wasn't acting as a taxi service and to and from their various activities. I was asked to stand as a councillor alongside long-standing and honourable Jim Murray um, in 2002, when up until that time, there had been a, it had been a different system. The cabinet system was introduced then. Before then, there had been um, residents associations, um, councillors, Labour councillors, Conservatives, as well as Liberal Democrats. Unfortunately, since then, it's been, as Jeannie has said, a very largely Conservative-dominated um, council, although it has always been Conservative since it began. Um, when I was asked to be a councillor, I was still teaching as a secondary school teacher um, in the most deprived part of Fairham, Fairham Northwest. Suffice it to say, I've got a strong social conscience. Is that enough? 
That's lovely. Thank you, Katrina. And the follow-on question that um, that we had asked um, Jeannie was, you know, for those of our more insular listeners, you know, what how would you describe Fairham's identity? Right. Fairham is a good place to live. Um, it's bounded to the west by the Solent. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, to the south by the Solent and Gosport. To the west by the River Hamble. To the uh, to the east by um, Portchester, which is on the borders of Portsmouth, and to the north by Wickham, which is part of Winchester Borough Council. Um, I can remember it as a market town with animals, part of the Monday market in the early 1970s. It was a market town, but it's expanded greatly since it became a borough in 1974. And that since then, there's been a gradual infilling between the separate villages of Portchester, Wallington, Titchfield, Stubbington, Locks Heath and Park Gate. The population is older than both the Hampshire and the national averages, perhaps stemming from the naval personnel based in Portsmouth and HMS Collingwood in, Port in Fairham, uh, buying homes here in the late 60s and 1970s, just as my husband and I did. Um, so, like us, they're now in their 70s and even older. At 39%, Fairham has a larger percentage of owner-occupied homes than both Hampshire and England. It's relatively wealthy, therefore. But, and this is what is a real bugbear with me, we have a lower percentage of social rented homes, with only 8.1%, whereas Hampshire's got 13.8%, and England, 17.7%. We can be seen as relatively affluent and have a large population of Fairham's households with more than one car. Our leader, Councillor Woodward, is very proud of this fact because he says it shows how um, prosperous we are and how we're doing well. But we do have pockets of deprivation, such as Fairham Northwest, which is where I spent the final 17 years of my over 30 years teaching career, and Fairham South. Does that help? That's lovely. Thanks ever so much, Katrina. So if I can just move on to the next question, which I'll, I'll, I'll pose to Jeannie. Those of us that are interested in local politics are sometimes quite confused by Fairham as there, there seems to be kind of regular um, elements of sort of infighting and defections and, um, you know, people who, who cross the floor from being part of a political party to standing as an independent. And you, you mentioned yourself, the, the, uh, the, the figs looking to create a more independent, you know, a greater independent presence in Ferrum. So I guess a couple of questions, which is why, why do you think this sort of defection is perhaps more prevalent in Ferrum Borough Council? Uh, and B, do you think that, that that adds to the diversity and actually gives a better range of voices for the people of Ferrum? Um, a lot of people, I'll say a lot of people, there was a few councillors that were conservative that jumped ship and came over as an independent because they felt that they were stifled and couldn't actually do what they wanted to do um, and basically didn't want to have a whip on that side of things. Um, I think everything is needed to move forward to, to make a change. At the end of the day, we're trying to you know, represent the residents as best as we can. Um, it's it's difficult to say, really. I mean, you, you've always had Labour. Um, you've always had Conservatives, Lib Dem. You've got the Green Party as well. As I said, we're we're new, up and coming, um, to try and take on board. As I said, you've got. Uh, where is it? Frimley. I appreciate they're not a town, but not Frimley, Frome. And they're completely independent. And they have given the voice back to 
the residents on that side uh, of things. Um, and that's what we're trying to do, really, is to try and work together as a group and help get the council back to where it should be, and that's with the people. That's brilliant. Thank you, Jeannie. So, Katrina, same question to you. Did, did, you know, again, you, you represent a party do, and you've been sat in the chamber for 20 years. How, how do you read, read what's gone on? Hmm. We do live in a democracy. People have the vote here. And I think it's particularly important to note that at this very difficult time in the world with something that is supposed to be a, a democracy, Russia, although they have they um, have rigged elections, they don't allow anybody to stand, whereas we do. Um, it is a democracy. And I, I would say that if it is a case that Fairham has more um, defections, etc., than other people, I don't have the, the evidence for that. The councillors who leave became independent because they had disagreements with and became disillusioned by local and national conservative leadership. And I think it's honourable and quite right that we should have a wide range of people standing to be local councillors. I'm very sad that so few people, usually less than 40%, actually bother to vote. People tell me it's not worth voting because it won't make a difference. It will. They really should vote. Um, and I think it's sad and worth noting that all those councillors who became independent um, because they'd had disagreements and stood with the, with the leadership, stood as an independent candidate and those like Jeannie and others who hadn't previously been councillors were not elected. And that's a shame. It really is a shame. But it shows, I hate to say it, that we live in a democracy. Now, the majority of Fairham's population lives in the Western Wards. The Western Wards are generally where the more affluent people are. And I hate to say it, but those people tend to value conservative ten value, values. It might change in the future, although... I think that Boris Johnson's um, current rise in, in um, diplomacy is going to act a bit like Margaret Thatcher's uh, rise did after the Falklands War. I had hoped that people in Fairham would become thoroughly disillusioned with the Conservatives. The local Conservatives are fed up with this government. They're always moaning about them. And I. it's up to the people to vote. And if they want to vote in a Conservative, they will. Sadly, in the, in the general election, people in Fairham generally vote largely for, for Conservatives. Oh. We lost the last sentence of, of your... Um of your comment there Katrina just from the connection we're not get, is anybody else getting any sound of Katrina no okay. unfortunately not um hang, hang on a moment Katrina we'll um if we will um we'll circle back to that if we uh, if you can include it later on but let's just see whether your internet connection improves um so uh so I think it's based Sorry, Jenny, go on. Sorry, Jenny, go on. Yeah, no, I mean, basically, it's like if people want change and instead of moaning about things, if they want change, they've actually got to get out there and go to the ballot boxes and put their, their mark in, really. You know, I mean, the t I appreciate the turnout last year wasn't, that particularly good we could say it's because of covid um because of people feeling vulnerable and not wanting to go there 
but um, things hopefully are moving forward and they need to actually put the cross in, in who they believe is, is best representing, uh, representation for, for them. Um, and if they don't bother to do it, then really they haven't got any room to moan or well, they can moan, but um, you know. No, and it's it is <laughs> they can they they can yeah they can and they will and I think you know again uh, we, we we covered last year um, you know we've covered extensively since the um, George Madwick who is a Portsmouth independent who who got a uh, who was elected last year as an independent by basically persuading a large group of residents who historically didn't vote the turnout was very low sort of sub you know around the 20 percent mark um and then there was a 35 percent turnout in the ward last year and the people that turned out turned out for the independence so i think you know there is that example in portsmouth that says you know if a candidate can motivate that that section of the ele or the section of the electorate that doesn't vote to turn out then, then any result is is possible because looking at the numbers in in Fairham, if you can if you can motivate you know a few hundred mm. people to back you, um, then you become media very electable. Social media is a big platform. This day and age, um, most of my votes last year was from social media, um, and it it's easy to get into like a little bubble um but as i said we go out there we try not just go out there sort of spouting politics um i personally go out and i've helped people i've just today come back from filling up i've got a, a, a truck uh, uh and i've been going with round like like a lot of other people you know, donations. I'm using my truck to be able to move stuff from A to B in order to do that. But anybody who knows me, turn up on my doorstep or message me. Um, I will do anything I can within my power to help them, be it on a private issue, um, filling out PIP forms, um, helping them with, with police issues, as to not saying that I'm giving advice as a police officer because I'm not a police officer anymore but I know what avenues for them to go down to help. Um, there was an issue, a, a problem with one of the schools needed what they call school bags or chair bags for COVID so that the kids could put all their um, books in. So I, I managed to make 150 of those. It was like a little bit of a line thing going on here. Everybody put, has pulled together throughout the pandemic um, but we just seem to have got lost along the ways and there's a lot of resentment with other parties at the moment because we all feel that we're being lied to by... So, so just while Simon's wrestling with the technical issues and, and trying to get Katrina back on, um, you touched there on, on, on what you're hearing. Um, so in terms of, you know, what is the mood of the people of Fairham and what are you hearing on the doorsteps as being the big issues as we go into May's election? <clears throat> Obviously, I can only speak for the people that have approached me. I can't speak for everybody yep. no, no, um, on, on that side of things. But it's the, the general consensus is the fact that we've just been totally lied to and that um, we're being led by a leader that hasn't got the leading qualities I appreciate being prime minister for anyone or a leader of a party for anyone is a difficult job to do. Um, but the thing that we as independents are advocating is, is openness and transparency and truthfulness. And I think that that is the way forward instead of all trying to duck and dive and everything else. I mean, you've, you've seen it yourself in the papers with regards to everybody towing the line, keeping indoors, isolating and everything else, whilst, as it's been shown, um, up top has been having parties and is a real, that was the biggest smack in the face 
that this country could have had at the times that they were going through. Um, and they've done themselves a huge disservice. And it's from that they've lost trust. Trust has to be earned. It's not given. And they've just lost it, I think. As did a lot of people saying the same. We... um. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Jeannie. Sorry to interrupt. So um, we did have uh, Katrina back. I don't know. Katrina, can you hear us OK? Because I can see that you're on the stream, but I haven't got any video footage. Um, we'd rather at least have audio rather than nothing if, if that's the problem. If you're um, if the connection there isn't isn't allowing you to do both and turn off the video camera if necessary, just so that we can still get audio. Uh, but I don't know if you can hear us at all. I'm, I'm sorry that you're just stuck with me at the moment. No, no, no. Um, to, to, to as be I honest, said, Katrina's a seasoned counsellor. Um, I'm really like new at all this. No, I, I, absolutely. And uh, the, these are the things that we, we can't legislate or plan for. So the uh, the, the no. technical side of things um, is, you know, that, that we, we just got to work within those boundaries. So I, I guess just following on from that. So, so do you think that this election... You know the upcoming May elections, which are you know the local council. Do you think they're going to be much more fought on national issues, or you know are, are those those local issues of of bins, parking, um, you know those those irritants for local residents? Where, where do you see the battle lines being drawn for May's elections? I would like to think that we stand a chance of getting in, but then. Hmm. Anybody that's standing as a candidate um, would like to think the same about that. I don't think the Conservatives have done themselves any favours. I appreciate that they need to try and get some money back from somewhere, but it's always us that are just suffering, you know, the, the, the pitfalls of it. Um I think they've done, as I said, I think they've done themselves a huge disservice. And albeit the local councillors can't be held accountable for the ones at the top, it all rolls down and everybody gets lumped in the same category, really. If you're a conservative, whether you're local conservative or whether you're the prime minister, you're all in the same party. Um, and I think a lot of trust has been lost from those because of those at the top equally um how things it seems to be handled down this end this neck of the woods at this level um where you're seeing housing going up everywhere because we're trying to our damnedest to try and save the strategic gaps we seem to be banging our heads against a brick wall there um, I appreciate that they haven't got a local plan that's going, I think, this this week or it might be this week just gone, going to the inspectors or um, for it to be approved or not approved. At the moment, it's a builder's paradise where if it gets refused by Fair and Borough Council, it goes to the inspector. They approve, might approve it because there's no local plan in place. And it's we're just really worried that, Fairham itself is going to end up just being um, a concrete city, uh, or not concrete city, it's a concrete town. Um, the infrastructure that we've got at the moment with doctors, um, surgeries, they just can't cope with what's what's happening or with the residents that we've got now, and let alone having to add to it. Um, there's also the bit to do with the nitrates um, where all the sea is getting is just polluted all around where you're getting raw sewage coming out because the water companies aren't doing what is necessary in order to to cope with that or deal with that they get paid they get offered a fine or get told they've got a fine to pay basically we're paying that fine because we're still paying our bills it's a drop in the ocean to them but it doesn't solve the problem that all our rivers and everything is just totally polluted. It's filling with nitrate. 
Um, there's been land and, and farms bought on the Isle of Wight to offset the nitrates. Well, that might be all good offsetting, but that doesn't actually solve the problem. What is happening in front of us in our own streams and around our areas? And it's at the end of the day, I haven't got children. Um, I could take a selfish outlook of like, well, I'm all right, Jack, and I've got more years behind me than I've got in front. But I'm not like that. And it is a worry for the kids and grandkids and, and, the, and the future generations. You know, the, it's just everything is, is just all, all coming together where if you're going to have all this housing area, there's no, it's, no, it's okay saying well, we, we'll build you a surgery and we're going to build you maybe an extra school or whatever. But the thing is, is they can't fill the places with doctors now. There's a surgery just up the road from here that has had an application or a vacancy for a doctor for over a year now. They can't get the doctors to fill it. So how on earth are they going to fill a new surgery? So with... with um, so with, the uh, infrastructure is... is, yeah. is is bad. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interject there, Jeannie. So, uh, sorry, sorry, we're still we're still um, struggling to to get Katrina back. But I was just thinking, with in line with what you were saying there, um, Fairham's had the the threat or the opportunity of Wellborn uh, being beat being uh, built to its to its north. Is that something that you welcome, or do you feel that it's something that would cause more problems than it would solve? At the end of the day, uh, I think Wellborn is is really a done deal on on that side it, there's been objections through it all the way through it's of for and against um we do realize that we cannot have not have any more houses built that we do have to go along and have them but the idea was is that if wellborn was built i know there's an issue with junction 10 if mm. Wellborn was actually built and was under construction and underway, that would solve the majority of the housing issue that Fairham has to provide for the government figures. Mm. At the moment, the important areas of like the strategic gaps, the strategic gaps are basically gaps between, so, which defines um, a a gap between, say, Stubbington and Fairham. It's like the village settlements, so to speak. Um, even the government in the past has said that they are important to retain, but they're all getting built on. And the infrastructure, it, it just cannot cope with it. Um, and I think that's an important point there, Jeannie. I mean, I, I live for 30 years in Gosport, so I, I am very familiar with the Newgate Lane and the Newgate Lane roundabout. And and surely to try and build more houses in that space between Stubbington and Fairham, you're just trying to force yet more traffic through a through a, a road and an infrastructure and, and you know that just simply can't cope. It, exactly. It can't cope. Um, there's plenty of brownfield sites that can be built on, um, but I don't know why the brownfield sites aren't actually being built on as the first sort, uh, rather than the the strategic gaps, the green fields. Um, as you say, you can't it Gosport, there's one basically one road in, one road out. Um, and no matter what you put in place, Stubbington bypass or whatever, you're still gonna have people heading into the same area you're still going to get bottlenecks it might not be um straight away on the gosport road but you're going to end up having bottlenecks it's it's a massive undertaking and the cost of it alone it is it is just well it's just you're going to end up with with the the sites that they're looking at building on around off of Longfield Avenue, around um, 
Newlands. There's also plans for up round Down End. There's a whole host of plans of houses dotted all around. You're going to end up totally gridlocked. I don't care what traffic light system you get put in or anything else, you're going to end up totally gridlocked. It's bad enough now, let alone when it all comes to fruition. Uh, you know, uh, I appreciate that a particular person has got this site that has been in their eyes, apparently, for some years called Solent City. Well, that might not be for the rest of people, for everybody, um, you know, and, and we're all going to suffer at some person's idealistic idea. Um, but we and just cannot cope. The roads are chocker now. You know yourself. Yeah, and I, again, so, so you know, if I, I look back, my the first house uh, my wife and I purchased down in Gosport was was on the route of the the infamous light railway that was supposed to solve all of those traffic problems between Gosport and Fareham, you know, and was going to whisk people uh, along the site of the old railway line, you know, all the way up to to to, to Fareham station. And yeah. after ten years and a lot of money, that never happened. So I think the the, the risk for Fareham is is always going to be that. No, it's beset on all sides. And if you look at the Wellborn development, you know, I, as an outsider looking in, it, it almost risks Fareham becoming what's described as a dormitory town. You know, people pe pe people go there to, to you know, they, they live there, they sleep there, um, but that's pretty much all they do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, as I said, it, I, I personally think the infrastructure well not just me personally there's a lot of people obviously there's there's so much going on that everybody's trying to get things stopped battle for this battle for that and it's like trudging uphill in treacle um it seems like if we can see it why can't others see it um, i think we've got katrina back we we might have um katrina can you hear us yes Yes, I can hear you. I Brilliant. can see you. Hopefully you can see uh, me. Well, we've got a static image of you, but us at least having we'll your audio that. so you can contribute is... Um, we'll, we'll settle for at least that if we if we can't at least have the video um, uh, as well. So thank you for That's battling fine. away. Um, and thank you, Jeannie, thank you. Um, for... Uh, for basically, you know, continuing to provide excellent answers to the to the questions that we've got there. So my apologies to the uh, to the audience for the slightly um, mildly chaotic um, nature of the show today. Um, <laughs> but technology being what technology is, um, where uh, where we are. So Ian, where do where do we get to? Yeah. So Katrina, we were just talking about the threat and opportunity of Wellborn. Um, to to Fareham. so so where do you stand on on the is it a done deal um and is it a blessing or a curse to Fareham? it's a done deal now i was strongly i was very much opposed to it initially and was part of a group a, a larger group of people including representatives from Funtley, um hampshire wickham um also wallington my village of wallington all of them. And um, you've got to remember that initially it was 10 for 10,000 homes and now it's for up to 6,000 being built over the next 30 mm. years. Um, it's not instant. Um, it's supposed to have 40% affordable homes, which seems to be a good idea for Fareham. But remember, there is a difference between affordable homes, which are 80% of market price, um, rent or cost and social housing which is 50% of the market rent um, bearing in mind that we're in a very popular area of southern Hampshire our market rents are much higher than those in Gosport or Portsmouth um, I do believe that Buckland the developers want to make it as good as they can um, but they've got financial pressures so sadly, and I'm against this, um, the 
40% affordable homes will not be, be built will not be built in the first mm. tranche. Um, referring to your question about Rishi Sumac's open uh, check, um, I think it would be a really good thing if Fair and Borough Council could buy some of that land and build social good quality social housing. Um, you said, was it a blessing or a curse? Because of the extra people that will be around on the roads, mm. it's a curse. Because this wretched government keeps posing unrealistic five-year assessments for houses, and when Fair and Borough councillors unanimously reject plans on open fields, they go to um, the government planning inspector who says, oh, you haven't got five years' supply of land, you've got to build these houses, and we need you to build some more. So basically, it comes down to government dictates, and we ought to have more local accountability. And, and to that end, Jeannie and I were chatting about the um, the, the the strategic gap, and I, I, I shared I'd lived in Gosport for 30 years, so was more than familiar with the Newgate Lane roundabout. Is it simply a case of, of there is no way to build on the outskirts of Fareham without contributing to the already dreadful traffic situation that there is surrounding that interface between Stubbington, Gosport and Fareham? In a word, yes. Um, Hampshire County Council are responsible for roads in Hampshire, uh, apart from the national highways like the M27. And um, they have got limited funds. And they will do the best they can, what they perceive to be the best they can, to um, make transport possible. But they really are not bothered about people having to wait later and let longer and longer times to go to work or wherever, which is why we all are trying to promote um, better means of tran transport, public transport, cycling, um, walking realistically many many people prefer to be in their own little enclosed bubble um, their car they don't like having to wait um, a long time for buses uh, buses are a um, private investment now except for a very few places um, even a long time conservative councillor councillor ernie crouch long since uh, passed, I'm sorry to say, said that although he liked very much Margaret Thatcher, she made two big mistakes in her life as far as he had come to believe. One was selling off council housing and the other one was privatising buses. And that's the problem. As a, as a Conservative... I'm inclined to agree. And, and there we have. We have it on record. We've got it recorded and everything, everybody. Um, so... Um, one of the things that um, so we had a, um, a comment actually put into the into the live stream from one of the people watching uh, watching at home. So, so Nathan uh, was asking. Uh, so the independents and Liberal Democrats seem to have similar priorities: defending green spaces and criticising the con the conduct of the current administration, uh, and to make it easier for businesses to operate locally. Um, but why do they stand uh, against each other at election time? Could the candidates say why? Um, so he, this is what Nathan's saying. So uh, could you say why he should vote for one over the other when they appear to actually stand for uh, very similar things? Um, and if I can put that first uh, to Jeannie. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I've been saying enough at the moment. I was hoping you'd shall, go shall to I give Katrina. You, shall I come back to you? I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let Katrina take, um, take uh, Paul. Yeah, um, go on. Um, pull some of the weight for for a minute. So, Katrina, that one to you. Yes, that's understandable. I sympathise, Jeannie, and I'm terribly sorry that for the inconvenience. Um, hmm. Well, um, we believe uh, that everybody should have the uh, opportunity to vote for whoever they think best represents their views. Um, I agree that uh, many of the independents have got the same views as uh, we Liberal Democrats. 
I would, however, say that the vast majority of the independents that stood last uh, from the councillors who stood were ex-conservatives. So they've got conservative views basically at the heart of things. I would. Um, I'm a social democrat. Um, so I'm a left leaning person. I believe that we should be looking at people's um, people's individual needs and community needs more than the profit or um, um, motive. Uh, and you've got to remember that I don't think there is a single conservative councillor serving who agrees with the government policies particularly with housing, imposing housing and all the problems that is causing us. Um, people have just got to look at what we are all offering. And regrettably, at elections, whether they're local, well, when they're local, people do look at the overall policies. And um, they get, and people in Fareham and elsewhere get muddled about what uh, local parties can deal with um for example uh we're told people complain about there not being enough schools that's dealt with by hampshire they can complain about there not being enough uh doctors that they are independent and it's dealt with by the nhs etc etc we are where we are and that probably isn't quite the answer you wanted but um we all respect each other um, I will say this, Fairham Borough Council works well on the whole because we collaborate on many things. We tend to put things forward which might get rebuffed, but they're generally for the good of the people and they usually come to fruition a couple of years can, later. Can I just okay. clarify on something there? Uh, yes, please, uh, Jeannie. So I was going to come to you next anyway, so please do. All right, sorry. Right. Last year, it was the first time of the independent standing. And yes, at that time, there were um, ex-conservative councillors standing. Right? Um, there was three or four of us that had never been in politics at all. I'm one, Amy, Jan, what have you. This year, obviously, Katrina might be in the know. I don't know. Um, this year, we're all, not one of us is an ex-Tory councillor. So we're all completely independent, totally. Um, the ones that were last year conservative standing as independents are not doing it this year. So as I said, we're, we're all new, virginal, whatever you like to call it on the independent side of things. Um, the difference with, yes, like you say, it's been pointed out from Nathan that we're very similar in our views. The difference is with the independents is we do not have a whip. I take it you have a whip, do you, Katrina? Oh, you don't? No, we don't. Right. No, I stand corrected not. there. I said that So, earlier. yeah, it's very... it's. It's very hard to distinguish then between, as Nathan has said, but it's who you think is going to represent your ward best for you. And all I can say, people in my ward um, know that I will fight their corner as best as I can, as I'm sure Katrina will. But... Um, that's all I can say. I'm not up for re-election. I'm. I was elect. I was elected last year in the delayed 2020 elections. So therefore, I'm not standing again until right. 2024. So, so, yeah. so it's it, it it's it won't be me. We obviously have got a Liberal Democrat yeah. candidate, who, to be fair, within this ward and um, the people of this ward. Thank you, people, have re-elected me every single time since uh, twenty since two thousand and two. Know what I stand for, and know that I followed along with Jim Murray, who was the council, the Liberal Democrat councillor before, and will can be assured that our 
uh, Liberal Democrat councillor, the person that we put up, which will be David Hamilton, as people here know, um, will be following, will be working with me and with fellow Liberal Democrats to to do the best we can. Well, as, as we've said, um, we're new, as I'm sure you know, Katrina, you're seasoned, uh, and I thought we'd done pretty well last year. Oh, yes, you did. And we've got every intention of driving it forward, but it's down to each individual voter as to who they're going to vote for, really, so, at the end so of the day. Na so Nathan, Nathan's, I think, quite natural follow-up question, um, and if I can ask you to try to keep the answers brief, uh, just so that we can try to get in without overrunning too much, if that's okay. Um, it is so. Um, so his follow-up is that. So would the independents and the Liberal Democrats consider uh, consider working together to, um, with the aim of preventing the Tories um, in winning some way? I mean, uh, Katrina, you you spoke earlier on about the massive Conservative majority, um, and about um, and about how the electoral system kind of work, you know working in that respect, and it's a reflection of the democracy. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? If I can um, take that uh, to Jenny first and then to Katrina. Jeannie. Jeannie, yes. I'm so sorry, Jeannie. Sorry, beg your pardon. <laughs> That's all right. I answer sorry. to anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no. Okay, there we I'm go. That's a, that's a short answer. Okay, that's good. Uh, Katrina. No, it's a democracy. Absolutely. Okay. People will people will have to choose for themselves in which in their ward because I am sure every each person who stands within the ward will be promising to do their best to represent the views of okay. the residents. So the voters decide is I guess kind of the, the outcome from that. Um, Ian, the next question, please. Yeah. So if we look at um, you know, Fairham sits within Hampshire. Hampshire County Council. Um, so, and again, looking for a brief answer. It, it, uh, down the road in in Portsmouth, we're a unitary authority, so there's much more control there. If there's one thing that you would like to move from the power of Hampshire into the power of Fairham Borough, um, what what would you want to to gain control over? And if I can ask that to Katrina first, please. Highways roads um but and how we manage um parking considerations i mean the latest money grabbing situation by hampshire to install parking meters in fairham high street is abysmal fairham borough council didn't want that fairham borough council always wanted to allow some free parking there yeah, and to be fair, you've also compromised um, Fairham Borough Council's compromised Porches the Castle, which is one of my guide dog's favourite free-running destinations, but we now have to pay. Couldn't agree more, but at the council meet uh, and um, the Porches the Councillors, well, and other Liberal Democrat councillors, called in that decision and asked for it to be looked at again. And it was pointed out that Fairham Borough Council is the only council along the south coast between various places that doesn't didn't charge for coastal car parking and they say that um they need to have an input from car parking charges which by the way um english heritage will be taking up a portion mm. of they're happy about this um um they need that to offset the rising council tax it, People e equally, as I said, it was the Conservatives that actually voted the Porchester Castle in. There were three councillors, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. That's a majority. Um, so, so, Jeannie, Hampshire County Council, if there's one power you'd like to take off of them and bring back into the control of Fairham? Well, as Tr Katrina says, they, they, they deal with the highways. That's the one that affects us most around here. Um, on that side with the parking, the parking enforcement, um, the upkeep of the roads, um, it should it should never have been removed from Fairham that fair, or, or any other town at that, that each town should be, hold its own council and 
own um, purse strings with regards to what improvements that they need to do and what should be under control. Under control. Marvellous. Simon. Okay. So um, forgive us for overrunning slightly, um, but we'll just have one last question. Um, and I'll go to uh, Jeannie first. Um, so Chancellor Exchequer Rishi Sunak gives you a blank cheque for Fairham. What would you spend it on? I would spend it on the services that have been totally um, crushed, um, taken away, things with with uh, people with like mental health issues, um, the domestic abuse issues, um, all those services to do with disabilities, to have full inclusion for everybody in every avenue and every aspect. Um, the people that aren't able to stand up and speak for themselves is what okay. I would do. Thank you very much. And the same question to Katrina, please. Totally agree. Um, we've got um, troubles with um, youngsters with antisocial behaviour entirely down to the lack of um, care uh, for and the, and the um, youth clubs, etc. We have mental health issues and there aren't enough uh, ways to deal with those under the present regime. Also, I would like to see um, more help given to invigorating the town centre uh, by reducing business rates, which are from the uh, government. So it's got to come from the government and building more council homes. Fantastic. So... Jeannie, Katrina, thank you. That has been, uh, uh, you know, thank you both for battling through the technical issues. And um, and Jeannie, as uh, you've said many times that you're not a seasoned professional, um, you gave us, you, you made us look, um, you know, you, you were very professional compared to the host. So oh, thank, you thank you very much. Both for your, for your input. You've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And I guess have been. Jeannie Wigmore, Fairham Independent Group. Katrina Trott, Fairham Liberal, Grammar, Liberal Democrat Group. And I've been Simon Sansbury. Uh, do join us next week where we're joined by outgoing Portsmouth City Councillor Claire Udi, who will be sharing her experiences as a councillor. Don't forget, we're also holding virtual hustings this year, more bit back and bigger and better than before. And we're happy to hold them for any ward where two or more candidates are happy to agree to take part. We've got two wards already signed up uh, with um, candidates uh, ready to um, subject to ske scheduling uh, slot in those uh, those hustings, which is Cosham and Eastley and Craneswater, with other candidates already interested in Paulsgrove, Milton, Baffins and Charles Dickens, uh, waiting for other candidates to join them. Uh, but as nominations don't close uh, for this year's local elections until 4pm on April the 5th, um, that's when we'll know for sure who all the candidates are in each of the 14 wards up for election in Portsmouth this May. Um, so I've been Simon Sansbury. You've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Please do join us next week at 6.27. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa, play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. stop. See? It's easy. <laughs>